You guys, welcome to episode 87 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives into well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It's me, Troy Mahihi. How's it going? Wow, 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 wow. Have I got a story for you. Now, you guys already know who I'm talking about just simply based on the description. But my God, I just finished my notes and typically I would take a break after completing 15 pages of notes. But I I was so amped up and so jazzed on this uh, particular couple that I was like, I got to jump right in. Like I have to harness this energy to something positive and what better than to talk to you guys. Um, So we're talking about Tiger Woods and Elin, Elin Nordegren. Nordigrin today. And holy fuck. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Talk about salacious. My God. I know I throw that word around a lot. Probably more than anybody who's ever existed. Like not many people just constantly say the word salacious. Um, but this is for real. Some salacious type shit. Like for real. Um, it's It's insanity. Like, I, it's been a long time since 2009, and I really forgot about how insane the biggest cheating scandal in American history turned out to be. I mean, absolutely fucking batshit bonkers, wackadoo, cockadoo, boots the house down, mama, insanity. Just insane. Um, just so much happening. I mean, truly, this is an episode where if you don't subscribe to the Patreon, I'm praying for you. I am praying for you because my, 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 first of all, let me just start by saying that I do have to walk through some foosball type stuff. You know what I mean? There is some sports talk. It's housekeeping. You know, I can't just jump right into talking about Tiger Woods' penis and where it's been. I can't. This is a respectable, classy podcast. This is a classy joint. And I have to remain, um, there's some portion of integrity has to remain intact you know what i mean um i've really i've sunk to some pretty deep levels in the past and i could start by seriously just railing off that railing may not be the best term but naming off the names of these women and going through the scandal and the insanity but i have to um i'm a journalist (laughs) as uh as portia would say from the real housewives of atlanta i am a journalist and um i have to I have to I have to do the Lord's work and I have to tell you about Tiger Woods as a foosball star or whatever to paint a full picture. Um, but it's worth it. I'm telling you in the end, it is so beyond worth it. I'm I'm so excited. I just want to get right into it. Um so Tiger and Elon first started dating in 2001. They met at the British Open and they got married in October of 2004. Uh, They were separated in November of 2009. I'm sure you know why. They had a wedding that almost seemed like it was meant specifically for tabloids. Um, It was one of the most private ceremonies I've ever read about as far as a celebrity couple. Um, But it cost them upwards of $1.5 million. Their wedding cost over a million dollars. Celine Dion is shaking, by the way. She just woke up from her sleep and was like, wait a minute, what? Um, They also had Hootie and the Blowfish perform. I dream, right? (laughs) Girls, don't we all dream of that? Uh, 
And uh, Tiger and Elon, uh, they were also involved in, as I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest cheating scandals in not only in celebrity history, but I think just in general. Like, I, I don't know any public figure who has um, who has had a bigger cheating scandal happen where every single detail and every morsel of the situation became so public and so many women came forward. It's been reported that there were over 120 women that Tiger cheated with during the time that he was married. And me being, again, the journalist that I am, I actually went through as many women as I could, which was a pretty long list. I literally have two full pages of names and details of what they did together. I really... I went for it. I really fucking went for it today. So, as stated, first we do have to talk about, you know, goals and uh, touchdowns and out of the parks and home runs and all that. We do have to talk about foosball. Um, but it's only a short portion. I know that I, I know that you don't care and you know that I don't care, but I have to do it because we're talking about Tiger Woods. Actually, you know what? That's a really rude assumption. Some of you may care. There may be people who listen to this podcast that like golf. Who am I to just assume that none of you care about sports just because I don't? I, I don't think any of you care, but it's fine. Um, so Tiger was actually born. Um, his name is actually Eldrick Taunt Woods. Um, he grew up in Orange County, California, and his mother, uh, I believe her name is pronounced Kultida, <laughs> was born in Thailand and... Um, she has a Chinese, Thai, and Dutch background. His father, who was um, black, served two years uh, of duty in Vietnam and was a retired uh, lieutenant colonel. His name Tiger comes from his father's best friend who served in Vietnam with him, um, Vuong Dang Tong. Um, he went by the nickname Tiger, and as a way of honoring his friend who had passed away, he named his son Tiger. Um, Tiger was introduced to golf at age two and was considered to be a child prodigy. Uh, his dad was a very respected athlete himself. Um, he was one of the first black college basketball players at Kansas City University. Um, he also played, um, I'm sorry, he also had playing privileges at the Navy golf course where they were located. And that's where uh, he basically taught Tiger how to play. Um, they Tiger would go there and practice. So sports was a really, really big deal in their family, and it was something that bonded Tiger and his dad for basically his entire life. And um, I don't say this at all to be judgmental at all by any stretch of the imagination, um, only to give you an idea of how Tiger grew up. Like, it really helped me kind of wrap my head around his childhood. His dad was kind of the sports equivalent of a stage mom. Like, Tiger made appearances on, like, the Mike Douglas show where he played golf with Bob Hope. That's a very famous clip that has kind of uh, followed him throughout his career that you can watch on YouTube of him as a really cute kid playing golf and like being amazing. Uh, he appeared in Golf Digest when he was three. He was in a show called That's Incredible on ABC, which was this show that featured people with unusual or paranormal talents. Uh, and when he was eight, he won a uh, the 9 to 10 age range boys event at the Junior World Golf Championship. Do you see how the minute sports get brought into things, I just start stuttering? It's like you literally mention, it's like you mention that I'm going to talk about sports and I just, I go nuts. Like I, I just like have a stroke. Um, 
the first time Tiger beat his dad in a round of golf was at age 11, and he his dad tried for the rest of his life, basically, to beat Tiger, and he never did. He never won a game against him ever again. Um, by the time Ti- Tiger graduated high school, he had already broken several records, uh, some of which he still actually holds uh, many of the titles for. And uh, I won't bother to read them to you because I know that you don't care. Uh, Tiger also attended Stanford University in 1994. 1994, he enrolled under a golf scholarship. And, of course, he won the 40th annual William H. Tucker Invitational. Uh, Tiger continued to break a bunch of records in golf that I also don't care about throughout college. And ended up dropping out of college in two years to pursue a career as a professional golfer. He had one of those very sort of cliched, like, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, like, meteoric rises to fame as an athlete. Um, He went professional at age 20 and really immediately was being pursued by companies for endorsement deals. Um, He signed what was known as the most lucrative deal for a professional golfer in herstory at the time uh, with Nike. And he also was named Sports Illustrated's Sportsman of the Year and PGA Rookie of the Year in 1996. And uh, his biggest accomplishment up to that point in his life in 1997, he became the youngest winner at age 21 of the Masters in the year 2000. Uh, he broke another record another record by winning six consecutive PGA Tour events, the longest winning streaks uh, since 1948. And it was described by Sports Illustrated as the greatest performance in golf history um it earned him a check for 80 i'm sorry eight hundred thousand dollars, and he was named sports illustrated sportsman of the year again um and he became the only athlete in history to be named twice now tiger actually met elon pretty early into being famous um so i'm gonna jump over and quickly talk about her and her background and where she came from and how she ended up in the states uh, she has a twin sister and an older brother. They grew up in Vaxholm, Sweden, which is a really small town outside of Stockholm. Uh, her father, Thomas, is one of the best-known journalists in Sweden. He currently has a radio show, and her mother is a very celebrated Democratic politician. In 2003, she was appointed uh, Minister for Migration and Asylum Policy for Sweden or for Swedish government. And in 2008... She was appointed the governor of Galveborg County. Um, she and her twin sister, I mean, they worked very typical. Her upbringing was, like, pretty chill. Like, she worked very typical cliche jobs that a young girl would work, like, teenage summer jobs at, like, retail stores and, you know, just doing whatever they could to basically raise extra money. Um, she worked at a, as a cashier. Uh, she was a host at a bunch of restaurants. And her and her sister... Her and her twin are very cliche in the sense that they've always done everything their entire lives together. They got all of their first jobs together. They, like, moved together. Um, They're, like, it's very, like, sister-sister. It's very cliche. But, like, jealous, by the way. Like, I would give anything for that. Um, In fall of 1999, she was discovered by a fashion photographer named Bingo Reimer. He had apparently seen a candid photo of her and uh, talked her into modeling the following year. Um, Reimer was also a contributor for 
a Scandinavian playboy, and he said in an interview in the early 2000s, to be a top model, both men and women have to love you. Elin is very sexy, but it's a fresh, natural, sporty look. And girls like that, too. She's not too big-boobed or blonde-bimboed. Um, she's not that big-boobed... <laughs> she's not that big-boobed, blonde-bimboed type that guys typically like. Um, Elin didn't really make a career out of modeling, though, even though, you know... People loved her, and she was beautiful. If you look at old pictures of Elin, she's absolutely gorgeous. She truly does look like a Nordic alien. She has fair skin, white hair, crystal blue eyes, and pearly white teeth. In, in the words of Cameron from Southern Charm, she looks like a Nordic alien. Um, but even before she started modeling, her main objective always was to finish school and become a child psychologist. It was really, really important to her. Um, it was instilled in her and her sister at a really young age that they had to graduate. So unlike most girls who would be completely taken by the idea of like a, a playboy fashion photographer uh, throwing money at you and, be, and begging you to take, his, to take photos of you, she wasn't really taken by it. It wasn't really anything that she wanted to do. Um, she did a photo shoot with Sweden's Cafe Sport magazine that got a good amount of buzz, but she didn't really model much after that. And most of the modeling photos that you'll see of her are from the early 2000s and, like, late 90s. Uh, she enrolled with her sister in um, at Lund University, which is one of the most prestigious schools in Sweden. Now, that was the housekeeping. We get that out of the way. I, I did my due diligence, and now we can move on to their relationship. As I said, they got together pretty quickly into Tiger's career so I luckily didn't have to do too much re too much research about his uh his life as a sports star cuz I don't care and um yeah so during her first year in school while working at a clothing store she met a woman named Mia Pernovic Mia was the wife of pro golfer Jasper Pernovic and they sparked up conversation. She explained to her that she was working several jobs to help pay for school. And uh, she and Mia hit it off. They exchanged numbers. And Mia was like, basically on the spot, asked her if she would be willing to move to Florida to nanny her four children. So in 2001, she packed up her entire life. Uh, sh and she moved to the United States. She moved to work for the Pernovic family full-time. Um, Jasper then introduced Elin to Tiger at the 2001 British Open, and they started dating pretty shortly after. Elin did state in interviews that when she first met Tiger, she had no romantic feelings towards him. She didn't have any... Again, this is a woman who never cared about being famous. She never wanted to be in front of a camera, ironically. And uh, the last thing she wanted to do was date a professional athlete. Like, she's just, she ain't that bitch. So she turned him down, and he pursued her pretty heavily and finally got her. Um, and I also never knew this, by the way, but Elin got Jessica Simpson. I, I had no idea. After she started dating Tiger, uh, he only won one game in over a year, and he lost his number one worldwide ranking. And it was reported by several media outlets that he was so sidetracked by his Nordic alien that his reign as the greatest golfer of all time was coming to an end. 
which was very short-lived. Um, after they got married, he had one of the best years of his entire career. Uh, it was actually known as the Year of the Tiger um, for sports people, and we will get to it. But um, Elon and Tiger were seen publicly for the first time in March of 2002 at the Bay Hill Invitational in Orlando. And yeah, from this point on, they became a very hounded couple by the paparazzi. Um, that same year, Tiger actually traveled to Sweden to meet her family. And things became very, very serious at that point. Uh, Tiger and Elon got married on October 5th of 2004 at Sandy Lane Resort in Barbados. As I said before, it was reported that they spent $1.5 million on a lavish wedding Tiger and Elon booked the entire resort for themselves, which included the luxury hotel, the beachfront resort, uh, two golf courses, and a clubhouse for an entire week. And this is amazing. Never heard this before. I don't know why more people don't do it. Tiger is a genius. But to avoid paparazzi ruining the ceremony, I don't know if you remember a while back, I talked about how during... Uh, during Madonna's ceremony to uh, Sean Penn, uh, the helicopters swarmed so close to the ceremony that people were afraid that they would crash on the guests. Um, and then, of course, Sean took out a pistol and started shooting at the men flying them. And, you know, Tiger didn't want to have to deal with any of that. So he actually chartered every helicopter available in Barbados so that photographers couldn't even rent one if they wanted to. Can we talk? He literally was like, I'm so rich that I'm just going to literally buy for the week every helicopter in Barbados. Could you imagine? So the paparazzi had no way of getting to him. It's not like they could, uh, it's not like TMZ had helicopters waiting. Um, and they also used plywood and the positioning of these massive trees that they had flown in and plants to block anyone from seeing the ceremony. It was extremely private. They had 120 guests in attendance, and uh, that included Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley. Ironically, uh, the Pervenick family who introduced them was not in attendance. Jasper said in an interview that he wanted to avoid the brouhaha surrounding the event, because this was a really big deal. Tiger Woods at this point was one of the greatest, was known basically as becoming one of the greatest golfers of all time. Um, he had met his Nordic alien and people wanted photos of the ceremony, especially when it was announced that they were spending over a million dollars. Like people wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Tiger hired Hootie and the Blowfish to perform at their ceremony, which is fucking insane. The thought of Hootie and the Blowfish strumming their guitars during this wedding is so jarring for me. I don't, I, I, I just can't. Call Houty and the Blowfish. Spice World, anyone? No? It's fine. Um, so in February of 2005, Tiger gave his first official interview since marrying Elin uh, to People Magazine. People asked him, what do you hope for for your marriage? And he said, I love the idea of growing together. I want to have a relationship where we can cha change for the better and continue to get closer. It's great when you see people you've been who have been married for 20, 30, 40 years, and they're still so madly in love. And that's what I'd like for us. <laughs> and then people said, what's the secret to a happy marriage? And Tiger said, that's a good question. 
I hope to be able to answer that in 30 years. <laughs> ee-oo, ee-oo. Uh, so Tiger and Elin went on to have two children, Sam Alexis, who was born on June 8th of 2007, and Charlie Axel, who was born two years later on February 8th of 2009. Post the birth of their first child, Sam, um, Tiger was in what most people would consider to be the glory days of his career. This is pre-scandal, and he's at a super, super high point. He's winning everything, and he's endorsed by all these companies. He's breaking all these world records. And um, in June of 2008, he won the 108th U.S. Open. Uh, and Tiger and Elon, they became very sort of public and trusting of the media. They went through this phase of... You know, not really minding having their picture taken. I think that they were in such a honeymoon period that they were excited to sort of celebrate their relationship with the world. So they were really cool with the paparazzi and they would pose for photos with their children when they were out in public a lot. Um, I don't know if they ever got to the point where they were the kind of couple that would call the paparazzi, but they became very comfortable with having their picture taken and they didn't mind their kids being photographed, which is kind of ironic. You never really... It's ironic given what ended up happening to them, and it's also very unusual. I never read about couples who are open to having their kids' photos taken, like, literally ever. Um, And one thing that I found really fascinating about, I don't know, their relationship during this time is um and their their lives at this time is that Elin and her sister started they they had become so famous and Elin herself had become so famous she's this beautiful blonde you know supermodel who got Tiger uh this sought after bachelor uh Elin and her sister started swapping they went full sister sister full Tia and Tamara and they started swapping places so while Elin was out with her children at like a park or on vacation, her sister would go out dressed like her um, in L.A. or in places where they knew the, the paparazzi would be. Or she would call the paparazzi and say, hey, like, I'm going to be so-and-so uh, at this store shopping if you guys want to take my picture. And it would be her sister. And a lot of times they literally wouldn't know. Like, they, they're twins, so the paparazzi would go and take their photo and then report that Elon was at fucking Kitson or whatever, um, shopping for children's clothes. And all the while, she was outside gallivanting in a bathing suit with her kids, and nobody knew. They were none the wiser. I love that. You don't get much twin—I mean, it, it's rare that you get, like, a twin moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> On this podcast, so that's fun. So— we're getting down to the nitty gritty. And by the way, this is where the Patreon is about to cut off. So I, again, I'm praying for you, praying for you that you find peace and happiness. A few nights before Thanksgiving, Elon read an article in the National Enquirer that had exposed an affair Tiger was having with Rachel. You could tell how long has it been since you've heard that name? Do you remember when Rachel, you could tell was just all over the fucking news you couldn't avoid her she was everywhere doing interviews and tell-alls and reportedly writing a book and releasing photos and text messages this woman was like i want to be famous and i don't give a fiddler's fuck who knows it 
So Rachel was a nightclub hostess in New York City. Um, she also worked as a nightlife correspondent for Extra. Remember Extra? Like, remember, is Extra still on? It is. It's on TV, right? Isn't, like, Mario Lopez on it or something? Remember when you had to, like, watch Extra to get your, your exclusives? Extra. Um, <laughs> so on November 27th of 2009, reports started to emerge that Tiger had been involved in a car accident near his home in Florida. He had apparently hit a neighbor's fire hydrant and a tree a few feet from his house. Elon was then seen using a golf club to smash one of the SUV's back windows, which she later told the police that she was trying to, quote, rescue her unconscious husband because for some reason the door didn't work. So she had to go all the way to the back of the car and smash out the rear window because what better way to save your husband than to knock out the window that is the furthest away from him. It all makes sense. Um, the police then tried to interview the couple, and Elon asked them to return the next day so that her husband could sleep off the inc- incident. Um, when they returned to question them the following day, Tiger told the police that they wouldn't be available. So uh, it was it was discovered pretty quickly that they were not going to work with the police at all. Um, it was reported by Florida Highway Patrol that no alcohol was involved, but there may have been, uh, some pending charges that would pop up. So possibly not alcohol, but this whole thing was so murky and they were so unwilling to work with the police that they were like, stay tuned because this isn't over. Then very shortly after, gossip websites started to speculate that the accident may have been connected somehow to reports earlier in the week made by the National Enquirer involving Rachel Yucatel. But at this point, we weren't really sure of how that could be. Um, people didn't even know if the cheating scandal was true. Like, nothing had really popped off yet. But the crazy thing about this this scandal in particular, in comparison to a lot of other celebrity scandals that we've talked about on this podcast is that everything happened consecutively day by day. It was like, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but it was literally like every single day from morning to night, like 12 or 13 things would come out about this, this cheating scandal that were just mind blowing, fucking mind blowing. There was never a dull moment in this at all. So what we later learned was that Elon chased Tiger, who had just taken an Ambien, out of their home with golf clubs and then shattered his windows. Apparently, Tiger called Rachel and told her to convince Elon that nothing was happening between them. According to Rachel, they spoke on the phone for 30 minutes, but Elon left the conversation unsatisfied. So what I'm going to do right now is run through this entire night with you, and I'm going to tell you every single detail of what happened, because you probably don't remember. 2009 was a long time ago. I don't know the last time that you read about Tiger and Elon, but the de- the devil is truly in the details, and in this podcast, we chase after the devil. So, shall we go for it? Let's start. So, this is how it all went down. At 1 a.m. on Friday, after Tiger had taken an Ambien, and Elon had read the National Enquirer story. She went through his phone while he was sleeping. She found a text from Rachel that said, 
you're the only person I've ever truly loved. She then began texting Rachel as Tiger. She said, I miss you. When am I going to see you again? Rachel then responded. And now this is all according to police documents and Rachel, who gave a tell-all, of course, right? Um, She said, I miss you. When am I going to see you again? Rachel responded and said that she was surprised that Tiger was awake. Um, Elon then called her. Rachel answered the phone and she said, in quotes, I knew it was you and I know everything. Rachel then immediately hung up the phone. So Tiger wakes up and snatches his phone from Elon and runs into the bathroom and locks the door. He's in there for a few minutes, like trying to calm her down. She's freaking out and telling him to come out so they can talk. So he opens the door. He comes out of the bathroom and she swipes his phone from his hand. She then continues going through his text messages with Rachel. She's like power scrolling. And she reads a text about divorce, about wanting to leave her and how like, you know, him and Rachel can end up being happy together once he leaves his wife. So then she freaks the fuck out, of course, who wouldn't? And she throws the phone at his face, which busted his lip open. And it was later reported um, in the police report that he did have a lip that was busted open that didn't look like it was a result from the car accident. It was something that had happened prior. So this is what it came from. She threw the phone at his face and, and busted his fucking lip. You guys, I hate to cut you off, but at this point, I think you know the drill. You've got to be a Patreon member to hear the remainder of this episode. So go to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. At that point, you will uh, be asked to donate. And then when you donate at this level, you'll get this podcast. You'll get the remainder of all the episodes every single week. You'll get Liz Bentley's Feathers in My Hair, which is the Teen Mom podcast. Um, You'll get me and Molly's uh, Brittany and Kevin Chaotic special. You'll get all the stuff that Molly does exclusively through Patreon. It's well worth it. And also, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, go to mollyandthepsychos.com. It'll take you straight to it. And uh, all we do all day and all night is talk about reality TV. It's super fun. So, like I said, patreon.com slash ebpsychos and mollyandthepsychos.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.